0: Could the Tennessee Titans select quarterback Hendon Hooker in the first round Thursday night? Tom McShay thinks that's a great possibility. What needs to happen for that to turn out that way? That and a whole lot more NFL Draft Buzz. Word Wednesday here on your Wednesday Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. what is up everybody welcome into it a wednesday edition of locked on vols it is your team every single day we're a part of the locked on podcast network i am eric kane at underscore kane or on twitter at locked on vols appreciate you guys you know it it's your first listen each and every day shout out to you everydayers if you're not an everydayer, don't know what an everydayer is well stick around and uh you'll find out got a fun show coming up here today uh really looking forward to just continuing to dive head first into the nfl draft i've been more than sprinkling it it sprinkling it into the show the last couple of weeks uh but here on the draft week we're we're literally just going to dive headfirst into the deep end we're going to go with it uh we got some continued you know latest mocks and what are they saying and all that type of stuff about uh tennessee players who will be drafted on thursday who will be drafted on friday and and maybe even on saturday so uh what's the latest now just two days away from the nfl first round for the start of the nfl draft we'll get into that here in segment one and if tennessee titans could select a quarterback from the university of tennessee mel Kiper jr's latest player rankings heading into the nfl draft that's in segment number two and then josh ward for a little ward wednesday action uh before we jump into the content here i, I do want to say i am struggling big time with uh allergies this week uh maybe my voice is not great to begin with and that's fair <laughs> uh but if i sound a little off if you're listening or watching and i look a little uh, uglier than normal uh, allergies, man, they're, they're a son of a B and they're kicking my A this week for sure. So, uh, we're gonna get through it, uh, cause there's a lot to talk about. So I wanted to get that out there. If you were listening, like, God, he sounds awful, more <laughs> worse than normal, right? Uh, well, that might be a reason why I got a question for you. Could the Tennessee Titans select quarterback Hendon Hooker? The answer is they could. Yes. Will they select quarterback Hendon Hooker? Uh, Todd McShay thinks so. And when you see the Tennessee Titans, they're picking an 11th offensive tackles a need, but maybe not as big of a need as you thought at one point in time. Of course, they need a replenished defensive line. They need linebacker help. Uh, they, they need pass rushing help. They need wide receiver help. I mean, Tennessee's again, Titans fan here. I'm always going to relate it back to my team. Um, they're, they're a bad football team right now, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, so it's, it's a little frustrating in that regard. But for Tennessee, the Titans, they're picking at number eleven that might be a little too steep for Hendon Hooker, right? Well, Todd McShay thinks Tennessee could draft back or trade back. Here's Todd McShay, ESPN analyst. Quote, I keep hearing Hooker will get picked in the top 20, McShay wrote on uh, Tuesday. If Tennessee moves back, maybe to number 17 in a swap with the O-line needy Steelers, that could be a team to watch. But Tampa Bay and Minnesota have been linked to him as well. Um, that's exciting. When you talk about the Steelers who are an offensive line needy team, uh, wouldn't it be funny if, if they traded up to get Darnell Wright and Tennessee Titans traded back to select Hendon Hooker from 11 to, I believe, you know, 19 or whatever, you know, whatever that is, that'd be, that'd be really, 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 really interesting. Uh, here's the order. And of course you've got Tennessee, the Titans selecting at 11th Cleveland is at 12. Um, let's see here jets are at 13 which now goes to green bay houston's actually at 12 yeah okay so there's a lot of different trades in here and uh, from over the years so you've got tennessee at 11 houston at 12. you've got green bay now owning the Jets selection at 13. new england's at 14. the new england's been linked to darnell wright the jets are at 15. washington is at 16. pittsburgh's at 17. detroit is at 18. tampa bay is at 19. seattle is at 20. um 21 is for the L.A. Chargers. Baltimore Ravens is a 22. Minnesota Vikings is a 23. And, okay, so Seattle's got the 20th pick and the 6th pick of the NFL draft, or the 5th pick, and they also have the 37th pick. So, anyway, what McShay is suggesting here is Tennessee at 11, the Titans would draft back at 7, to trade back at 17 with the Pittsburgh Steelers and maybe selecting Hendon Hooker at number 17, uh, in this model. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see, he goes on to say, listen here, and this is a great point and i uh, talk a little bit about it with Josh coming up later. McShay says, listen here, here's the deal. The round in which quarterbacks have been drafted the least only two times in the last five years is the second round. The reason is if you believe in a guy and have a second round grade on a quarterback, anywhere to a fringe second round, early second round, You try to take him in the first and get that fifth-year option. That makes a whole lot of sense, right? Because if you believe in a guy and you have a second-round grade on a guy but think he can be the face of your franchise, can be the quarterback for years to come, you want that fifth-year option by the team, so why not move up and try to get him in the first round so you know you can get him when he's still on the board? That makes a whole lot of sense. He goes on to say, uh, or, you know, Mache says, Second round quarterbacks are almost extinct, right? Only two selected in the past five years. Because again, it's like, you know, why are you race, why are, why are you wasting that high of draft capital if you're not going to get that fifth year option from the team by selecting the quarterback in the second round? It makes complete sense. And where it makes even more sense is Hendon Hooker coming off a torn ACL might not be 100% ready to go game one. Might take him a little while. And of course, you've got the acclimation period to begin with. You need to sit there, you need to learn, you need to grow. Uh, Hooker still needs to go somewhere where there's an established veteran quarterback, but maybe on an expiring contract. And for the Tennessee Titans, that would make complete sense. So what McShay says here about if you have a second-round guy, early second, fringe second, you need to move up and get that fifth-year option makes so much sense. In regards to Hendon Hooker. uh, We read earlier here about what uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. said earlier this week about Hendon Hooker when he and Tom McShay were alternating picks in their three-round mock draft. Um, It was at number 37 just inside the second round. Kuyper said, this is where I'd feel comfortable taking Hooker if I were running a draft room. Uh, Seattle was able to fill defensive holes with its top two picks going to the Seahawks, and now it can try for its quarterback of the future. Geno Smith's contract shouldn't prohibit the Seahawks from taking Hooker if they like him. Seattle might make the most sense whatsoever. Remember, Seattle picks 5th, 20th, and 37th. Now, Seattle can move up with that 37th pick, and they can move back with that 20th pick. They have a a lot of room to maneuver here, right? Three picks in the top 37, so Seattle would be a team that I'll be looking out for as well in regards to Hendon Hooker but you know for Hendon Hooker it just makes a whole lot of sense when you think about it like that a lot of teams might have a second round grade on him but if you're already wanting to select him that high why not move up why not trade up give him so you can get that fifth round option on the quarterback and allow him even more time to get healthy develop and become acclimated hidden uh, hooker overall, he completed 69.6% of his passes in 11 games at Tennessee last season, 3,135 yards, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, in two seasons with Tennessee, he threw for over 6,000 yards, 6,080 yards, 58 touchdowns, just five interceptions. He completed 68.8% of his 632 pass attempts. McShay says, seeing the improvement and knowing that he's going to have a learning curve going from the scheme at Tennessee, I think he could use a year as a backup, but to me, I would draft him late in the first if you're a team like Minnesota or a team like Seattle or a team like Tennessee who could trade back, trying to trade back because you're going to get that fifth year and you're going to need that fifth year. Makes a whole lot of sense. So, you know, we'll see. Um, Is there going to be a run of quarterbacks in the first four picks, and the top six picks, whatever the case may be? Are they all going to be gone? And if that is the case, boy, you're going to see these teams, Tampa Bay maybe. Um, obviously Seattle, Minnesota, Tennessee, they're going to be spiraling here to try to go and get that last quarterback because sure. You got Bryce Young and CJ shroud at the top. Then you've got Anthony Richardson and, and Will Levis, which both those guys have kind of been trending. You know, Anthony Richardson a couple of days ago was you know being talked about as maybe Tennessee Titans moving up to number three to take him. Will Levis, according to FanDuel, the odds moved up to plus 660 to be the number one overall pick, moved up miles and miles and miles just to be under Bryce Young to be that number one overall pick. So it's a little, a little all over the place. But if there is a run of quarterbacks, maybe one through four or maybe one through six or whatever – or all four quarterbacks are taken to the top six. And then it's just Hendon Hooker. Teams are going to be spiraling, and they can move up and select Hendon Hooker to make sure that they got their guy. So we will see. It's Bryce Young, in my opinion. Bryce Young is the top quarterback in this class. I think C.J. Stroud is number two. I think um, Hooker is in the conversation for number three. I understand the intangibles. I understand uh, the wow factor. I understand what NFL personnel guys love about Will Levis and especially Anthony Richardson. But I think Hooker's in that conversation as well. Simply put, because I think he's smarter than both of those guys. And at some point, what you do on the field matters. And Hendon Hooker has balled out. And those two guys have not done an awful lot. I was talking in a group chat with some of my friends the other day. And we all just asked each other, can we think of one time when Will Levis literally took over a game? Not one time. Ask the same question for Anthony Richardson. And I said, Utah this past year, whenever he ran for three scores and ran for over 100 yards, but maybe outside of the Tennessee game, I can't think of a time when Anthony Richardson and his right arm really took over a game. You can think of a couple of times with Hendon Hooker, most notably against Florida this past year, against Alabama, and so many other performances where uh, he was just really impeccable. Can Tennessee take Hendon Hooker, the Titans, in the first round by maybe trading back to 17 or somewhere in those mid-teens we'll find out as this titans fan i would be all about it that would be a whole lot of fun hey we'll continue talking nfl draft mel Kiper jr's final player rankings heading into the nfl draft that is coming up next right here on lockdown balls but hey if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories then you need the best tasting protein bar ever that is built so if you're like me summer's coming up you're still going to be snacking but you want to you know cut down on those calories but add protein into your diet something that tastes amazing and is also amazing for you try build bars starters they're covered in 100 real dark chocolate that is right real chocolate. they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie cookies and cream not really sure how they do it, but they cram 17 grams of protein in these built bars. Only have it at 130 calories, four grams of sugar, but again, 17 grams of protein. Now you don't have to wait around at the mailbox for a box anymore. You can still you can still order at built.com, but go to your local Sam's Club or Walmart, and they have selections of built bar in those stores. So go to Sam's, go to Walmart, or as always, continue to continue to order at built.com. Built.com. 17 grams of protein amazing flavors all right guys segment number two of a wednesday edition of locked on Balls with eric kane i am your host you can always find me on twitter at underscore kane or at locked on balls we are previewing the nfl draft and locked on nfl mock draft special it's here it's bigger than ever follow along all 32 teams first round picks Uh, Of course, really 31 because Miami's not picking this year in the first round. And a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now. It's on the Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Your boy, I went in there, sent them a couple of different recordings on Hinton Hooker, Cedric Tillman, uh, Jalen Hyatt, Darnell Wright, Byron Young. Um, If they they selected those guys in there, um, I have a... Uh, video in there and so you can hear my voice and see my beautiful face in that special as well Uh, no better time to get geared up for the nfl draft than by listening to the locked on nfl draft special six episodes uh, listen to it today and tomorrow before the first round takes flight all right so we discussed why hinden hooker it would make sense for tennessee titans to select him in the first round got ryan tannehill um you know tennessee has an out after this year you, you want to go in a different direction. You're already kind of rebuilding. You know, Derek Henry's on the trading block, all that type of stuff. You want to recuse yourself in that expensive contract. And it makes sense for Tannehill to quarterback Tennessee this year and of course Hendon Hooker to be drafted, watch, wait, and then, you know, eventually step up. And I I I speak on this with a little bit with Josh, but you know, I'm a Titans fan. I'm 30 years old. Um obviously I was super young when when the Houston Oilers moved to Tennessee, played that first season in Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. And then came to Titans, uh, came to to Nashville, uh, legendary, legendary, historic LP field, which is now Nissan Stadium, which is a complete dump. Can't wait for that new stadium structure to be built on the riverfront. But anyway, um, but I do understand that it's still relatively a new franchise. And so there's a lot of Colts fans here for Peyton. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans, Cowboys the reason why there's a reason why cowboys are always broadcasting here in east Tennessee. people watch <laughs> you know it's viewership so i get it it might not mean as much to you guys or it might not be as big of a deal but anytime the professional team in your states drafts the local quarterback that's that's a pretty big deal that's that's kind of cool so we'll see if it plays out that way this titans fan would be thrilled and again this titans fan would not be thrilled with will Lewis. um what about todd mcshay jr excuse me what about <laughs> mel Kuiper jr um, we're Tennessee players ranked in the final NFL draft rankings per Mel Kuyper, a reminder, just because Mel Kuyper has his big board of his top prospects and like ranks them one through, you know, whatever, that is not a mock draft. That just means who he believes the best prospects in the draft. During the draft, he'll have the Mel's best available out there. There'll be 10 players still available. That does not mean the next team is going to select one. The second team is going to select two. That's not a mock. That just means best overall players still available, according to Mel Kuyper. So um, he went ahead and did his last player rankings heading into the draft. And got to tell you, Tennessee fans will be happy about some and just pissed off about one. Um, throughout this entire process, Mel Kuyper has hitched his wagon to that of Will Levis. He loves him some Will Levis. He does not like Hinden Hooker, and some of his reasons are valid. Older, coming off an injury. Um, I, sure, the scheme is different at Tennessee, but the, anytime anyone says that you don't work through a progression, or anytime anything says where you just read, you know, half the field, don't listen to them because they are not intelligent. They they don't know what they're talking about, and they're quite frankly stupid uh, on that subject. Not maybe them as a person, but um, you know, Mel Kuyper said this continuously throughout this draft process, and it, it it irritates me because it's just it's just not true. <laughs> like, and again, I'm close to the subject. I cover the team. I'm around it every single day. Um, I don't know everything about football, but I feel like I know a lot about football because I played it for 20 years of my life, or however long it was. Uh, it's just not true, So, but Mel Kuyper has Hooker ranked low in his player rankings, and he is of the big five for Tennessee, that being uh, Wright, Hooker, Tillman, Hyatt, and Young. He's ranked fifth. He's in the caboose of the big five. Uh, what does he say about Tennessee's Darnell Wright? Well, Darnell Wright comes in at number 24 in Mel Kiper's, uh final draft player rankings heading into the NFL draft. Number 24 and that is the third offensive tackle um, in this list. He is behind Paris Johnson Jr. and Broderick Jones, according to Mel Kuyper Jr. Uh, Jalen Hyatt is the next volunteer, and he comes in at number 44. That is the fifth wide receiver, and a strand of Zay Flowers, uh, yeah, J- Jaden Smith Nigma, uh, Jordan Addison, and Quentin Johnson. Jalen Hyatt's At number 44. Cedric Tillman is at number 48, and that is the seventh wide receiver selected, or the seventh wide receiver listed, and the only other wide receiver between him and Hyatt is Jonathan Mingo. Uh, Byron Young comes in at number 51. That is the fourth outside linebacker in this list, behind Will Anderson Jr., Nolan Smith, and Will McDonald. It's kind of hard to argue, though. Those are three really good players, and two of those players are really, really good and elite. And then here comes in Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker is at number 54, 54 overall in the final player rankings heading into the NFL draft per Mel Kuyper Jr. Number 54, and that is, of course, the fifth quarterback in this list. You've got Young at one, Shroud at two, Levis at three, I believe, Richardson at four, and then Hendon Hooker there at number five. What else? What about the other Tennessee Volunteers who are kind of in this conversation? Well, you go into individual position groups and kind of have those rankings at the fullback slash H-back position, Princeton Fant is the eighth highest option for that group. You have Jerome Carvin, who's the 24th best guard listed available for this draft. Um, Latrell Bumpus is in consideration for the best of the rest in terms of defensive ends. They give a list of top 25, and Latrell Bumpus was one of 14 names outside of that top 25 in, in the best of the rest category jeremy banks was the 14th best inside linebacker and paxton brooks is the fifth best punter according to Kuiper's final ranking so you know overall it's not that big of a, a surprise right i mean it just kind of is what it is you look at uh his overall big board and his number one player in terms of the player rankings is jalen carter from georgia jalen carter's not going number one overall but Again, another example Mel Kuyper believes the best prospect in this draft is Jalen Carter from Georgia. Number two is Bryce Young. Number three is Will Anderson Jr. Number four is Will Levis. Number five is CJ Stroud. Number six is B. John Robinson. Boy, he's been mocked all over the place, right? It's a running back. You don't draft running backs in the first round. However, he will be picked in the first round. Gosh, he might be picked in the top ten. You've seen mocks kind of all over the place with B. John Robinson, but it's because of the position. Anthony Richardson is listed at number seven. Devin Witherspoon is listed at number eight. Christian Gonzalez at number nine. Peter Skronowski at number ten. And so that that is, depending on what position Peter Skronowski plays, if it's offensive tackle or if it's guard, then that affects Darnell Wright in these rankings. Right now I have Darnell Wrights. He's at number 24. Um, the third offensive tackle, but if you consider Skronowski an offensive tackle, then that means that Darnell Wright is fourth, according to uh, Mel Kuyper. So he continued to go on and on, and I'll get down here, and I'll read you a little bit about what he says for Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright is the best pure right tackle in the draft. He could end up at number nine to the Bears, who have a huge need for right tackle. Also, as somebody pointed out in the YouTube comments for yesterday's show, Chicago Bears coaching staff very much a part of the Senior Bowl this past year, so there's a connection there, and that makes a whole lot of sense. Started 42 games in college, playing both tackle spots and right guard for the Vols. Wright got got better every season. Go watch his tape against Alabama and Will Anderson Jr. He dominated a potential top-three pick. Wright was called for eight penalties in 2021, but just two last season, so he cleaned up his game in a big way. That's what Mel Kuyper has to say. About Darnell Wright of Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, just kind of is what it is. And so I'll go over these again. Darnell Wright, the 24th overall prospect. Jalen Hyatt, number 44. Cedric Tillman, number 48. Byron Young, number 51. Hendon Hooker, number 54. He is not not a Hendon Hooker fan whatsoever. He is just not. Um, he he just not he hasn't been this entire time. I mean, go back to, um him you know back in May and June of last summer and he was on the Will Levis train way back then it's just incredible how much he loves Will Levis it's it's actually kind of shocking um, he's got Bryce Young Will Levis CJ Stroud Anthony Richardson Hendon Hooker the top five quarterbacks then there's a major drop-off who were some of those other quarterbacks that are in this draft class in case you're wondering Jake Hainer of Fresno State he was at the Senior Bowl uh, DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson of UCLA uh, Jaron Hall Stetson Bennett is listed at number nine Max Duggan uh, a Heisman contender this past year, finalist, should have been Hooker. should have been, honestly, he should have stayed, no excuse for Stetson Bennett being a Heisman finalist, just ridiculous. Um, Malik Cunningham of Louisville, gosh, he's he's dropped a whole lot this past year, and uh, some of those best of the rest, one Tennessee connection, Adrian Martinez, one-time Tennessee football commit, is in the best of the rest in that category. Uh, let's go back to some more, let's see here. go to linebacker let's see where henry Tool tool is listed here henry Tool tool is listed as the number six overall inside linebacker according to mel kuyper jr let's go to running backs i wonder where eric gray is some of these former tennessee guys that played a couple of seasons with uh with the big orange all right eric gray is so b john robinson's one jameer gibbs is two um that a&m running back Devin achane is number three Tank Bigsby, Auburn is number nine. Zach Evans, wow. (laughs) Talk about a blast from the past. Uh, He's at number 11 for Ole Miss. Eric Gray comes in at number 16 from Oklahoma. Eric Gray. And so that's a guy that, you know, might not be drafted because, again, that's just a position of, uh, you know, not a whole lot lot of high value. Yeah, he'll get drafted, uh, but it'll be down there. All right. So. That is where Tennessee Volunteers come in in the final player rankings heading into the NFL Draft per Mel Kuyper Jr. Um, I'm intrigued to see how this all plays out. Uh, Again, every analyst has their guys that they love and they hate, right? Mel Kuyper loves Will Levis. He hates Hendon Hooker. Todd McShay likes Hendon Hooker. Lewis Reddick loves him some Darnell Wright, saying Darnell Wright will be the best player coming out of this draft. Some high praise there. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum loves Hendon Hooker saying that he would take Hendon Hooker as his third quarterback but have him in the top five so to each their own right we'll see exactly how it plays out and that is coming up on Thursday with the first round beginning at eight o'clock hey when we come back Josh Ward stops in for a little for a little Ward Wednesday right here on Locked on Balls. a lot of NFL draft talk coming up here today on Locked on Balls. we got Josh Ward he's going to join the conversation for a little Ward Wednesday as well and Kind of keep them with the theme of the NFL draft. Of course, the first round is Thursday night, 8 o'clock, and then uh, rounds two and three on Friday, and then the rest of the rounds on Saturday. Josh, how many volunteers will be drafted, and how many volunteers will be drafted in the first round? Call your shot. Total players drafted, I will say
1: six players drafted. Say that somebody slips in there in the sixth or seventh round for Tennessee. The big five would be Hendon Hooker and Darnell Wright, both going in the first round. Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, and Byron Young all going on Friday in rounds two and three. I'm not convinced Jalen is the first receiver selected. It would not surprise me at all if Tillman goes ahead of Hyatt. But those five guys, I think, will be drafted on Thursday and Friday and then somebody else slides in there on Saturday. There are several guys that are intriguing players at the next level that will at least have camp
0: opportunities if they are undrafted. Who are those guys? Who would be that one guy that you said would will slip in there on Saturday? Because I, I agree with you, all those guys and the combination of Jerome Carvin, Jeremy Banks, Trayvon Flowers, Princeton Fan, maybe Latrell Bumpus, Thule get camp opportunities, but which one of that group uh, or Paxson Brooks is going to be the the fifth guy or the sixth guy drafted for Tennessee?
1: So I would say Carvin, because I think he was undervalued at Tennessee, just in general conversation. I'm not saying Tennessee's coaches or even fans didn't appreciate what he was doing there, but he's a left guard. They're not going to get talked about a lot. I thought he was a really important player, good leader for Tennessee's offense. Banks being invited to the combine, makes me think that he has a real shot because he is an intriguing prospect. So that's why I say uh, one of those other guys, if you made me predict based on a, a combine invitation, if he did enough, I would say Jeremy Banks.
0: Of course, there's been it's been mock draft season You know, kind of running rampant here. We've been breaking down the latest ones on Lockdown Vaults. It's fun following the NFL draft when you have legitimately four guys who could be picked in the top 40, uh, five guys picked in the first two days. That's a whole lot of fun. What makes the most sense for Darnell Wright, who I would assume is who you'd say would be selected first for Tennessee, um, or correct me if I'm wrong, and then and Hendon Hooker. A number of teams are kind of in the, the camp for both of those guys, but you know, what teams make sense for those guys?
1: Well, yeah, for Darnell, I would bet on him being the first player taken among Tennessee's players. Part of that depends on how the quarterback run goes early in the draft. Because there's been some Hinden at number 11 talk with the Titans or a team could jump up if they think another team values him. So for Hinden, there have been so many teams mentioned and that he's visited that make a lot of sense like Minnesota, Seattle, the Titans make sense. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make sense. Saints, Raiders, I'm a Raiders fan. Uh, that would be that wouldn't be too bad for him to be behind Jimmy G and then have a chance to step into a starting role in the next couple of years so for Hinden it's easy to find a spot for Darnell when I've seen him drafted by the Steelers at number 17 or drafted by the Baltimore Ravens the mindset of those franchises makes sense when a lot of the praise heaped on Darnell is nasty player plays so hard Uh, we talked to Bruce Feldman on Josh and Swain and a coach at the NFL level told uh, told Bruce that Darnell plays with a lot of ish you know what that word means and it was yeah. meant as a genuine compliment for an offensive lineman so those type franchises but for Darnell I just want to go as high as I can so I can get as much money as
0: possible for Hendon Hooker um and you're right it's something we spoke on you know earlier in the show today but you know for Hendon Hooker the intriguing thing about quarterbacks is not a whole lot of quarterbacks I think I saw only five, like two in the last five years or maybe it was five in the last two years not many quarterbacks are selected in the second round because if you have a second round grade on a quarterback, even if they're fringe second round, you want to move up somehow in the first round to get them for that fifth year option if you think that. I mean, if you believe in the guy, and it makes a whole lot of sense as well for Hendon Hooker, who's coming off an ACL injury. Um, saw you know Todd McShay really high on Hinton Hooker, maybe to the Titans, maybe Tennessee trading back into the late teens. I don't think it'd be a. Uh, as big of a deal if if Hendon was selected at the Titans? Because, again, in in the grand scheme of things, the Titans are still relatively a new franchise. There's not a whole lot of Titans fans in Tennessee, uh, at least from the older generations. But how big of a deal would that be if Tennessee found a way, the Titans, to select Hendon Hooker?
1: Yeah, I think it would be a big deal. Um, Hendon, wherever he goes, is going to have some kind of following, but it's a more natural following if he's in Nashville. More University of Tennessee fans can go see him play because – so many are in the state of Tennessee, that would be great for the Titans in trying to continue to build the fan base, which has grown over the last couple of decades. But if they had a UT quarterback at quarterback for the Titans, look at Dobbs at the end of this past season. How many fans were excited about seeing him get an opportunity to start? And fans love Hendon Hooker. And think about this, Eric, the fact that it's been 25 years since we've seen a quarterback go into the draft from Tennessee and be selected to, at some point, take over as the starting quarterback, it hasn't happened since Peyton. There have been yeah. guys selected, but not to be the starter, not to be the guy of the future. So there's it's different when it's a quarterback or a skill position player. So I think fans will be excited about seeing what happens with Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman because of the success they had and the memories fans will have of them doing what they did on the field, Hyatt what he did against Alabama and winning the Blitnikoff Award, but it's different with Hinden at quarterback. There will be some fans that follow, depending on where he goes. Might be tougher if he's in Seattle, as a, as opposed to uh, the Titans. If he goes to Indianapolis somehow, then that would be a natural fit for fans who used to pull for the Colts because of Peyton. They can hop back on board.
0: Will Levis is going to Indy. All right, we've already established that. That's what's going to happen. If Will <laughs> Levis is selected by the Tennessee Titans, I said this on the show earlier this week. I mean going to be tough for me let me just put it that way as well if he's
1: so. selected by the Raiders Swain has told me that on our radio show and we broadcast on video that I have to put mayo in my coffee and or eat a banana with the banana peel so it's already been laid down which one would you rather do if you had to do one banana I, peel, I right? did, so, I, did a, I did some quick research on the banana peel thing and <laughs> it, you know, it has some benefits so I, I still don't know about the whole structure part of it but so you got a point there. I'm not buying into the mayo. I'm a black coffee guy. I drink coffee every morning, but it's black every morning. I'm not putting mayo. I, I am
0: against mayo with all due respect to it. It's not going in my coffee. You and me, man, we're two of the same kind. I, I love everything you just said. And you, got, you bring up a really good point, and it makes complete sense, but I've never really sat down and thought about it, but you're exactly right. I mean, there's never been a quarterback from the University of Tennessee drafted to be the next guy since Peyton. That's that's really yeah. hard to believe. quarterbacks have been drafted to be
1: backups, and yeah.
0: fans have pulled for them and hoped they'd get an
1: opportunity, like I just mentioned with Josh Dobbs. But when he's drafted by the Steelers, it was Big Ben. Eric Ainge was not going to be the starter. He was going to be a part of the roster when he was drafted by the Jets. Tyler Bray has been a backup in the league, but was never going to be the guy. T. Martin, I think there was some hope that maybe he would get that opportunity sometime down the, the road, but he was not drafted to be that with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this is the first time that we – you know, 99% are sure that a team is going to draft Hinden to at some point take over as the guy at quarterback for the franchise. Where are the Raiders picking
0: in the first round?
1: Raiders are at seven. So they're in play here at this spot. We'll see. Where do you want them to go? Uh, if they're going to go quarterback, I would prefer them moving back to take that spot. So uh, they, they need help at a number of positions on the field, but, um, Yeah, At one point, Will Levis was linked pretty strongly to the Raiders. There was some Anthony Richardson talk. Now, Richardson's stock has been higher than that position, and there has been some Hinden Hooker talk. So if I could get Tennessee fans on board with pulling for the Raiders, that's a dream scenario right there. But Jimmy G is in position right now to be the quarterback, and that's how I
0: think they want it to be for a couple
1: of years at least.
0: I think as a Titans fan, I could deal with Anthony Richardson. Now, he might be a complete flop, but like – if they made that pick, if he were to fall, or Tennessee moved up to get him, like I could understand it. I just, again, with all due respect, someone got mad at me. I brought it up yesterday again. Uh, I just thought it was funny. Someone got mad at me because I said Will Levis sucks on this program, but I just, I think Will Levis sucks. I, I get the intangibles. Uh, yeah, and
1: and if Will Levis turns out to be a high level NFL quarterback, then we will forever rethink and second guess our draft projections because. I'm struggling to find too many people say, you know who I really love is Will Levis at the NFL level, but enough NFL executives appear to like him there, and we'll find out. Maybe he does slide in the draft. There was some talk of him sliding. Now there's been some talk of him rising back up, so we'll find out. Anthony Richardson, I think, would be the easier player to immediately talk yourself into because of his high upside, but for people watching this show or listening to this show for sure. Hinden's the easy one to talk yourself <laughs> yeah. into because you can see the upside. You saw what he did in college. Uh, the, he commands respect. He has everything that makes you want to pull for him, whether you're a UT fan or not at the next level. We'll see which team takes that shot on him. But uh, it's also been brought up that while nobody wanted Hinden to have a torn ACL, it will force teams to say, okay, we need to give him a little bit of time to get ready. And in terms of preparing – for the next level, that actually could benefit Hendon long term.
0: I just think at some point, like what you do on the field matters, and I understand measurables and and all that. That's why everybody loves Will Levis. while everybody loves Anthony Richardson. I get all that, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I went game by game and looked at Will Levis's stats from 2022 compared to the 2021, and, and both seasons it's beat up on bad competition, struggle for the most part against SEC teams, and he was better in 21 than he was in 2022. So. It just kind of is what it is. Um, Last thing, I I know we're already running a little out of time here, but a lot of moves with Tennessee basketball. What do you like about Tennessee basketball this week compared to last week, a a different-looking club? club.
1: I like on offense that Dalton Connect can put the ball on the floor and go score at all levels. Tennessee needed that this past season, didn't have it enough on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, Ganey can shoot the basketball. His numbers dropped off from a shooting standpoint this past season, but there has to be a reason for that. Tennessee has to know why he of course have the connection with his father, Justin Ganey, who's an assistant coach, but he has a skill set where they can, uh, can work that in and then led them as a guy that they coveted went after beat out some good schools to get him as a transfer from Harvard. Vescovy coming back is a really good thing for Tennessee because he's an all sec player who knows what they have to do on both ends of the floor. We'll see how the pieces fit. We'll see What happens was Zakai Ziegler coming back, but Tennessee figured out that it needed a certain skill set on the offensive end of the floor, and I think went out and got it in the transfer portal to go along with Freddie DeLeon, who's been a part of the program and has an offensive skill set that should be able to help. We've heard so much about Jefferson's athletic ability, DJ Jefferson, see if he can contribute. And you only have so many spots where guys are going to play, so something has to give in terms of the rotation. But I think Tennessee has added what it needed from a personnel standpoint, now it's about development and putting those pieces together.
0: Should be a good Josh and Swain newsletter this Friday morning, recapping where Tennessee went in the first round, right?
1: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have reaction to Thursday night and uh, hope to be writing about several Vols because several could go on Thursday, and then we'll look ahead to the rest of the weekend. It's free every Friday in your inbox. Uh, you can sign up at joshandswain.com.
0: Yep, got that free link as well inside the description of both YouTube and the audio platforms. Listen to Josh and Swain weekdays 3 to or noon to 3 on the sports animal. Josh, appreciate it as always. Thank you. And it's Josh Ward for a little Ward Wednesday here to cap off a Wednesday show here on Locked On Balls. Appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. You every day or Shout out to you. We'll be back breaking down NFL Draft Day first round. That's coming up tomorrow. And of course, we'll we'll react to everything that happened in the first round, including what we think Will be two Tennessee Volunteers selected. That's coming up on Thursday and Friday's show. Uh, subscribe to the channel, Locked On Balls, if you haven't already, and please, uh, you know, subscribe wherever you get your audio listens downloaded: Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, any of that good stuff. Appreciate you guys as always. We'll do it again tomorrow. This is Locked On Balls.